Good afternoon. Thank you once again for joining me. Julian Campbell here. We've got another exciting show lined up for you this week. A bit later in the program, I'll have a look at a couple of our Harvard Business Review tips. One of them is uh, take on uncomfortable tasks to help you grow. Also chatting with Christina from Ideation at Work. We're going to look at some of the uses that are being being made at the moment of 3D printers. But right now we're going to chat with a uh, a young man, Dale Beaumont, who's a very successful entrepreneur. I've known Dale for many years, and it's been exciting to watch his uh, growth uh, with Blue Business Blueprint. And he's coming here next week to with a fantastic seminar called New Rules of Business. Good afternoon, Dale. Good afternoon, Julian. Looking forward to chatting. Yes, it's uh, it's great to uh, catch up with you again. And, uh, you know, you've built uh, four different successful businesses before you were 30. What were three things that uh, you did along the way? I think number one would be uh, investing in your education uh, when it comes to being in business, you know, the odds are stacked again against you. You know, they say up to 90% of businesses will fail, you know, within the first five years. And so knowing that uh, you really need to overcompensate by learning. Uh, one of my mentors said to me, the more that you learn, the more that you earn. <laughs> yeah. I wanted to earn earn a lot in business, and so that meant I had to learn a lot. And so uh, right from when I started uh, back in the year 2000, uh, I have been a sponge just uh, learning as much as I could, going to courses, going to events, reading books, uh, podcasts, uh, videos. I probably spend, I don't know, close to maybe uh, at least half an hour, if not an hour a day, educating myself uh, and becoming smarter. And it just so happens the more I've done that, the more my business has grown. So that and, would be tip number one. And obviously you had mentors along the way as well. Yeah, that'll be number two. Um, okay. Big, big tip, and that is uh, that uh, if you want to succeed in business, find someone else that's already done what it is that you want to do and do whatever it takes to learn from them. So all throughout my 16-year uh, business kind of journey, I have had coaches and mentors uh, to help me. And uh, I think that's critically important. And I suppose number three, uh, most important thing that I've learned is uh, is really around your your environment. The people that you surround yourself with will ultimately determine uh, you know how uh, how you think and uh, and therefore uh, what you'll become. So surrounding yourself with uh, with if you want to succeed in business, other successful business owners is so important because it will stretch your comfort zone and help you to grow as well. Well, you've certainly done that. And uh, over that 16-year period, how do you think business has changed over particularly the past 10 years? Yeah, well, business has changed a lot. Uh, the first thing is is that uh, it's become a lot more competitive. Uh, you know, there used to be like maybe two or three people in your space 10 years ago. Now it seems like there's 10 or 20 people, mm. you know, that are in your space. There's a lot more entrepreneurial activity and you can't keep a kind of, a, you know, a, a good thing secret for, for, for uh, a long period of time now. And, and the entry, you know, the cost of entering a business is now easier than, than ever. So someone could work for you or someone might, uh, you know, be um, watching what you're doing and go, well, I, c- I could do that. And for a few thousand dollars and, you know, a couple of business cards, they're now in competition. So it's definitely more competitive. The other thing is that customers are becoming more and more elusive. There used to be three, four ways that you could reach customers, you know, radio, newspapers, televisions, and maybe some magazines. And that was pretty much about it. You had about 90% of it uh, covered. However, now... 
uh, consumption of all of those traditional media outlets is uh, is, is plummeted, and uh, and what's taken its place is the rise of, of social media. Mm. Uh, but there's not just one kind of uh, platform now. There's now hundreds of different places that they they hang out. Of course, there's big ones like YouTube and Facebook and and uh, and, and Snapchat for the millennials. But it's it's becoming harder and harder to find and reach your ideal customers, and that just means that you just need to become smarter. Um, in terms of how you respond to those challenges. And what I find is the people that are embracing change are succeeding and doing phenomenally well. The ones that are resisting change or holding on to business models of the past or think that Yellow Pages is going to somehow have a revival, uh, they, you know, those ones sadly are, uh, are on their, you know, yeah, they're on a path to destruction. A bit of who moves my cheese there. Um, exactly. Yeah, and, and you recently, talking about moving on, you recently launched a, a free business advisor app called Brin. What was that about? Yeah, well, we've, uh, we love helping entrepreneurs, and we do that very successfully through a company we have called Business Blueprint. And I also run free events around the country, uh, and in fact, got one coming up real soon in Newcastle. So, really looking forward to running that event. Um, but the challenge with, uh, with kind of that model of just events is you're just limited to the number of people that are physically, you know, there with you at that time. Uh, but uh, there are millions of entrepreneurs around the world that sadly, less than 1% have access to a business advisor. So when I thought of, heard that stat, I thought, well, you know, wouldn't it be cool if there was a tool that people could use uh, to be able to access? How, how could we give everyone a business advisor? So I started researching into, uh, into artificial intelligence and then uh, realized the fact that it's now possible to uh, build a product uh, where we can provide personalized education, human-like support through a voice-powered chat interface uh, so every person now can have access to a business advisor 24 hours a day, seven days a week. So that's what we're building. It's under the name Brin, and Brin is a smartphone app that you can download for free. And right now there are hundreds of uh, TV-quality business education videos that are there, and they're awesome. And then launching in 2017 will be Brin, which will be, yeah, basically like a Siri for business. It's a, it's a talking uh uh, intelligent uh, business advisor, uh, and now everyone can get the help and support they need to grow their business. Well, that's fantastic. And uh, you've mentioned that you're coming to Newcastle next week with uh, new rules of business next Thursday. What, what are a couple of things that listeners might hear? Oh, wow. It's, it's an action-packed day. There's about eight hours of amazing content, which is uh, which I share. Uh, talk about uh, websites, uh, CRM systems. We'll talk about lead generation and marketing. We'll talk about building systems, uh, outsourcing. We'll spend a bit of time talking about uh, what Facebook is uh, is doing and the changes that it's having. Uh, we'll talk a bit about Facebook advertising, which is a really powerful way to reach your customers. We'll also talk about some amazing tech tools as well that you can use that every business owner needs to have. Uh, one's called uh, Teamwork, which is a project management tool that will really help to streamline your operations. Also, Google Sites is another product as well. Uh, how to set up your own uh, knowledge hub and company intranet. We'll talk about Hotjar, which is an amazing tool that will really blow people's mind with what it can do. And uh, I'll basically be sharing all these tools um, and not just telling people what they are, but in many cases doing a live example on my computer and showing business owners how these tools actually work. So it's a great event. It's, uh, it's one day, it's action-packed, and people will walk away with at least 
10, if not 20 or 30 great ideas that you can take away and apply to your business to increase your, your turnover profits and also to enjoy more free time, which is, of course, what everyone wants as a business owner. And fantastic. You're doing all that for free. So uh, we look forward to seeing you here in Newcastle next week. Yeah, fantastic. Looking forward to it. Thanks, Dale. Bye-bye. Thanks. Bye. Dale Beaumont there from Business Blueprint. Yes, a free all-day seminar at uh, on the 24th, next Thursday. If you want free tickets, you can go to my website, which is www dot businesswizard.com.au and on the home page there there's a little button you can click and get your free tickets time to pop over to a lady who's just assured me she is dance dance dancing on the phone christina good afternoon hi julian and i have i've been having a little tap dance in the background while i've been listening to you that's a good job as long as you weren't singing along well not this time i wasn't <laughs> i am usually i'm glad you haven't got the microphone up so when you were uh, down in Melbourne last week, uh, you, you went to this innovation conference and there was a lot of talk about the uh, 3D printing and things that are happening with the 3D printing. And it's quite remarkable what's happening to 3D printing. So, it, you know, not very long ago when we were making prototypes on 3D printing, there was a one millimetre, which isn't a huge a huge um, length, but there was a one millimetre often discrepancy between what the prototype should have been and what the end result was that came out of the 3D printing machine. They've actually got that that um, the difference down to one sixteenth of a something, and I, it, it's an MB. I don't even know what it stands for, but it's it's a fraction of a millimetre. Mm. Um, so the the margin for error in 3D printing is now greatly reduced. But there was an excursion to Monash University, um, and I actually saw uh, 3D printing in steel, in steel um, and parts of jets that were being printed on these 3D printers uh, and being used uh, in went to build jets and, and the heat, there's a heat um, component uh, and they're printing those in 3D still. The other thing I actually saw as well was uh, for training purposes for nurses and for doctors, then they're printing hearts. Now, we're used to the hardness coming out of the 3D printers, you know, the silicon and the, sorry, the, the plastics coming mm, out. Mm. Well, now they've got um, materials that are, that are quite flexible so that you can bend them, pull them apart, you know, manipulate them as you would potentially um, different organs in the body. So it's quite remarkable how far we've come with 3D printing in a very short amount of time. But, you know, as with everything, it's exponentially growing at rates that we're, that we're not quite we can't really keep up with um, if we were to follow every process that's happening in every bit of technology, et cetera, that's going on, mm. um, you know, the, the pace of change, et cetera. So the other thing that I thought was um, that very much worthy of a mention from the conference was we actually have an Australian scientist who is leading the project team to discover life on Mars. Her name is Dr Abigail Orwood. She's quite a remarkable um, person, but I thought that was um, an, an amazing achievement, A, because as Australians we have a representative who is leading um, a project at NASA um, for life on Mars, and B, what a fantastic role model for um, for women and girls in that he's a, he's a doctor, a scientist, he's an astrophysicist um, who is doing remarkable things in remarkable places. So she's been over there um, for quite some time now, but she's she's leading leading the whole project uh, for, the, for NASA, and they've had seven successful landings. She went through the different steps, Julian. It is absolutely amazing 
the different processes that they have to go through. So they have to consider the gravity, they have to consider the speed. There's parachutes attached to these um, to these machines that they're landing on Mars at the moment, and bits and pieces that fall away because it has to be the right weight, etc. So the the engineering behind it is absolutely phenomenal. For somewhere where we haven't actually really been either, like mm. you know, we've made several trips to to the moon now, so we're fairly familiar. I, I use the royal we. I have no idea, um, but you know, fairly familiar about. Uh, what the gravity's like, what the processes are like, what you can actually do on, on the moon. But Mars is a, is a brand new frontier. Is, yeah. um, and the reason that they're going there is because they have found fossils, or what they believe to be fossils, and therefore if there's a fossil they believe that there was life. Mm. Yeah, and they have found the, the water table, which means that there potentially was life there. So quite an incredible thing for her. Um, she started off as a geologist. Uh, and she's one of the principal science investigators, you know, in for NASA. And it's all scheduled for 2020, and they're on time. So they're well, looking to land on Mars, you know, in 2020, which is quite an incredible feat. And, of course, a, a project like that would have so much innovation involved in it, wouldn't it? Constantly. They're constantly prototyping and iterating. You know, they're testing, iterating constantly to make sure that all the maths, the algorithms, everything adds up so that the right parts of the machines can break away and the parachute appears at the right time. And, you know, because of the... There's a, a, the gravity on Mars apparently is completely different to Earth, completely different to the Moon, so they've had to do all these new calculations to work out what it is. So they're constantly testing, constantly changing what they're doing. Um, and, you know, for me it was phenomenal seeing a, a female leading a NASA project from Australia. I thought that was great. And a, a, as a role model and also for the importance... Um, and relevance of STEM projects in the schools because there's a big mm. push for STEM. So, well, that's good. We, yeah, we we tend to think of it as STEM because we actually want the arts and the creativity in there as well because it's crucial to problem solving. And some new figures that have come out around that maybe we can talk about next week. Sounds good. We'll chat with you next week. Okay, look forward to it. Have a great week. <laughs> you too. Thank you. Bye bye. Bye. Christina there with some more feedback from that uh, innovation conference. Time for a Harvard Business Review tip. As I said earlier, this one is take on uncomfortable tasks to help you grow. There are things at work that make us want to hide under our desks. Perhaps you'd rather swallow nails than make a small talk with strangers at a networking event. Or maybe the idea of speaking in public makes you break into a cold sweat. But the reality is that even if you find tasks unpleasant, they're necessary to growing in your career. You have to get out of your comfort zone, so start with small steps. Instead of giving a talk at an industry event, sign up for a public speech, speech class. Instead of speaking in a boardroom in front of your senior colleagues, start by doing it in smaller meetings with peers to see how it feels. You may stumble. But that's okay. In fact, it's the only way you'll learn, especially if you appreciate that missteps are inevitable and, in fact, essential part of the learning process. If we remember what uh, Dale Beaumont was saying earlier, his success is all about learning, learning, learning. So uh, some great advice there, I think. And, in fact, uh, many years ago when I first went into business, I received a bit of advice Break a comfort zone every day. And uh, I've always lived by that, and uh, it's a fantastic bit of advice. Well, thank you for being with me for the last half hour. I hope you've enjoyed the program. We've had a chat with Dale Beaumont from Business Blueprint, 
And as we've mentioned, he's coming here next week with a free seminar. It's packed of very useful information. I, I attended it last year. In fact, I've attended it several times. And uh, if you want a free ticket, you can go to my website, which is www.businesswizard.com.au. And on the home page there, there's a little button at the bottom which says collect your free tickets. Also a reminder that he's uh, come out with that fantastic um, app for your phone and it doesn't matter whether it's an iPhone or an Android called Brin, that's B-R-I-N. It's a free app and you've got access to uh, nearly a thousand videos on how to do things in business. And, and I'm proud to say I'm one of those videos, but uh, it's, uh, it's a very, very powerful tool. Winston Churchill once said, We have a lot of anxieties, and one cancels out another very often. Thanks for listening to this podcast from 2NURFM at the University of Newcastle. Topics range from gardening to health, well-being, pet care, finance, business and travel. You'll find them all at 2NURFM.com. <laughs>